0: Hello, fellow clubbers. Welcome to the Cool Mom Club podcast, where we discuss all things wife, life, and momming. A place where our schedules consist of diaper changes, date nights, school lunches, and most importantly, pool vibes. Welcome back to our birth story episode segment on the Cool Mom Club podcast. This is part two of our ladies that did by pushing the babies out. We're so excited to hear their stories and ask any questions that we have because me and Summer have never had an experience like, like this so we're you know we've got lots of questions. <laughs> All right so who wants to go first?
1: Okay so I'm Rachel and I have one son. He's two years old and was like the ending where the hospital still had rules and stuff. So I'll kind of talk about that. Like I was only allowed to have two people, but I'll talk about that in a minute. So when I first got pregnant, I told myself that I did not want to be induced. I wanted to just, for labor to just happen and everything to happen on its own. So I did all the things. I got me a big old yoga ball, bounced on it. i walked almost every day um it did hurt to walk but i still did it i bounced on my ball i did all the things so the first appointment that he checked me i was like probably 36 weeks and he was like yeah nothing so i was like well shoot so i just kept doing all the things well each week because you go once a week once you get to that point Each week he checked me and he was like, nothing, nothing, nothing. So finally, at my 39 and a half week appointment, so it was a Thursday and I had worked all day and my appointment was after work that day. And I went in, I was 39 weeks in like three days. So I was like four or five days away from my due date and he checked me and he was like oh shoot you're four centimeters and I was like what in the world Uh-oh. like had no idea like I had worked all day went to my appointment was four centimeters had no idea so he was like be back at the hospital at five thirty in the morning so I was like okay I
0: have so, a quick question yes um when they check you for dilation uh <laughs> can you explain that a little bit more
2: so unpleasant, Rachel. I I
0: don't, don't I've never had that experience.
1: Okay, so first of all, let me just say that I, I guess never really thought about it, but I didn't even know or think about the fact that y'all had never been checked. No. Were were you?
0: That's bizarre to me. No, Summer wasn't either.
1: Okay. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, so that's crazy to me, but I mean, I guess it makes sense. But, I mean, and y'all can help me out on this. I don't really know a good way to explain it other than... Is it
0: painful? Yes. I mean, I have—I well, get the gist of it. it, it,
2: it.
1: Depends. Um, well, it depends I would say the first, like, three times he checked me, it was not bad. The last time he checked me was not pleasant. So, oh it's not pleasant, and the whole time you're in the hospital... They're checking you, like, every hour. Mm. Oh, way too much. Because they have to know when you're, like, ready to put Yeah, wow,
0: no. So I- I'm very sorry
2: about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I go to the hospital at 5.30 the next morning, and my mom actually did not, and she was, like, feeling my stomach, and she was like, yeah, you're having contractions. So, apparently, I had been having contractions all day and all night and just had no idea. Um... So I went to the hospital the next morning. I was first on the list to get my epidural because I was like halfway to 10 centimeters already basically in labor. So I got my epidural first thing and it was not bad. I, I, people will say they hated, hated their epidural and it was awful, whatever, but that was like probably one of the easiest things to me. It was not bad mm. at, at all. So I get my epidural and a couple of hours later I guess I started feeling all the contractions on my left side so I was like well this is I don't think this is normal like I don't think I'm supposed to be feeling all this so I called the doctor in and I'm like I can feel everything on my left side and they were like okay so we can give you some more medicine for your epidural and I was like okay so they give me some more medicine a few minutes later I'm like hurting bad like it contractions like every minute or two And I'm like oh my god like what do I do so I'm like grabbing the handrails Cody's like yeah I knew you were in pain like it was so bad so I call them back in there and they were like we don't normally like to do this but we also don't want you to be in pain so we're just going to give you a double dose of medicine (laughs) So I was like, okay. Like, I had no idea what that meant or what to expect or anything. I just didn't want to hurt anymore. So after they come in and give me a double dose, a few minutes later, my whole entire body gets numb, like up to my face. Like, I can mm. oh my gosh, and move my arms, but other than that, like, everything is numb. Like, even my face started feeling numb.
2: Was it, like, tingly feeling numb? Yes. Like, it was asleep? Yes. Mm.
1: And so... Then I was freaking out because I was like, I don't feel like this yeah. normal either. Yeah. And they were like, It's fine, it's fine.
2: I was like, Okay, whatever. <laughs> is it? Is it though? <laughs> it did
0: not feel Doctors fine. and <laughs> nurses, you guys are good at saying that it's fine. Right. We love you guys though.
2: So yes. They're like another day another day at work. Yeah,
0: this right. is just another thing for us.
2: So
1: I guess it was fine, but when it came time to push I had no idea what I was doing because when you cannot feel your whole body, and they're like, "All right, yeah. You're like, "Okay, uh. well, I can do what I think is a push, but I don't really know if I'm actually doing it." And they tell you that you're doing a good job, but I don't know if they are actually just saying that or if they're just um, trying to be, be nice. doing a good job or not. I have
0: another question about that. Yes. So. When you're doing all that, is it truly, like, what you see on, like, Grey's Anatomy and stuff? Like, is it, like, the screaming, you know, everybody, like, holding your hands and, like, what they portray in the movies? Is that, like, accurate?
1: So, yes. As far as, like, well, there was no screaming. Okay. (laughs) Were you a
2: a screamer, Rachel? No,
1: I did not scream or anything like that. But it is the whole, like, your legs are up. You've got people beside you holding your legs Holding up your
2: legs back. Yeah. Telling <laughs> you them to
1: push and all that. Yes. But I was not a screamer.
2: No, I, I wasn't. No.
0: Well, that's I don't good. Think, yeah, I, don't think I just that. was wondering if that was, like, accurate what they show on TV. sounds I'll like, like it.
2: you would scream, I think. Yes. Probably. Yeah.
1: <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm doing what I think is pushing. And I. Did not push for very long. I mean, I really don't know how long it was, but it was not long compared to what I hear other people pushing for. Um. So, as soon as I push him out, they throw him on me, and I did get some stitches. Cody was like, yeah, you did get stitched up for a, for a while. So, which I had no idea because, for one, you can't feel anything, and they just threw my new baby on me. So, I'm like in that moment but the delivery and everything was fine we had really no complications um the epidural thing was not fun but it was fine and the recovery i'll say was i was sore for a while um the recovery was not fun at all but back to the COVID thing so i only had my husband and my mom in the room and more poor little morgan she was not allowed to come in the room and she like drove up there i think the same day and yeah like
2: that morning i think i got up like first thing in the morning and drove. Yes,
1: like knowing that she wasn't going to get to come in but our the women's center was on the first floor so like the way people did it back then was you just look through the window so Aww. she drove like, four <laughs> hours just to look through the window. That's a good. Literally, right there.
2: I'm gonna like go back and find the picture. Like, there's literally a picture of my mom holding Henry up to the window, and I'm like on the outside. Like it Aww. was, it was hard, but like it was. I don't know. That's like a memory. Like we wouldn't have story to tell now, but that it's, was definitely it. Sucked. Like it's definitely like a sign of the times. Like yes. you know what I mean. Like. People will see that picture and know, like, that was definitely COVID times. Yes, <laughs> yes. for sure. 100%. Yes. And this is, like, so, like, off top, Not off topic, but um, just a funny, like, I could – I remember the windows were bolted shut. You could not oh, open the windows because people had started passing the babies through the windows. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I was gosh. honestly, like, that would probably be me if that was, like <laughs> – like if that would be me, if they weren't bolted shut, I'd be like, just pass yes. him. But yeah, so it was hard. But
1: looking back, it's funny now.
2: But yeah. Yeah. It
1: was sad when I saw my <laughs> sister was standing outside the window. Oh. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm thankful for a pretty good overall experience. Um. Hopefully, the second one will be just as good.
2: Yep. What? How um how big was Henry?
1: Oh, Henry was. He was eight pounds two ounces, so he was so not he, mm, small. Yeah, yeah he was, was a. a that was a.
2: He was a hunk.
0: <laughs> a
1: what job, would you <laughs> um?
0: What would you say that your three items that are a necessity for somebody who's having a vaginal delivery?
1: Okay, so this is hard because there is a lot of things that are good. Um, the Freedom Mom Perry bottle. Yes. Um, okay.
0: I don't know what that is, but you can explain that to me in a minute. Keep going.
1: So the Perry bottle. Um, I would say diapers. And
2: gosh, there's so many things. <laughs> diapers,
0: like Pampers, Swaddlers, Huggies. <laughs> what are we talking about here? What's your you favorite can brand? have diapers
2: for
1: yourself.
0: I, okay. Okay. Depends. Okay. I got you. <laughs>
1: Depends all the way. <laughs> um they gave you they gave me like some disposable underwear and pads in the hospital, but I did not like that. I preferred the diaper just to oh, the diaper. that's good so tonight better. um, and then I used a lot of dermoplast, which is like a cooling spray that I sprayed every time I went to the bathroom. Wow, my diaper
2: because you're very sore down there. Is that the, like, cooling?
0: Me and Summer are looking at each other. We're yeah. so thankful.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm having, like, a little bit of PTSD, like, thinking <laughs> about anything. it. Like, having to go to the bathroom right after you give. Like, I'm having PTSD, I think. That right. wasn't that long ago for you, Morgan.
0: We're just, I, I know. Well, me too, and I forget that we just had babies not too long ago. But, like, yeah, me and Summer are just looking at each other like, what are they talking Ooh. about? <laughs> have a lot of stuff so okay can you go back to the peri bottle i need okay. you explain that and i <laughs> get i get the Dermoplast. i understand that concept
1: so the peri bottle so every time you go to the bathroom they want you to clean yourself you can't wipe really and i would not want to wipe for the first several weeks but you can't really wipe yourself and you have to clean down there so it's this bottle that you put warm water and at first they gave me like some medicine type stuff to mix with the water to help clean and so every time you go to the bathroom you have to spray the stuff
2: think of like the hamster water bottle and the the thing it had you know the spout comes down that's yes, what it looks like yes that's <laughs>
0: I just—that's so fascinating to me. <laughs> I y'all are y'all are great because it just sounds so uncomfortable. No,
2: thank you. It really does. Very very uncomfortable, man. But I wouldn't say it's like painful after. Like the the recovery's not for me anyway. Painful. It's just like uncomfortable and kind yeah. of Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah
0: like no, I would definitely like, say probably you just probably feel gross, I having to do all that extra cleaning.
2: Yeah, like going
1: to the bathroom
0: is like totally <laughs> <boring>. Morgan said, <laughs> you're literally wearing a diaper. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, with the C-section, I think you you just can wear like big pads because it's yeah, not it's not anything like that gory. So that's crazy. <laughs>
1: crazy how different
0: the experience is yeah. I know. Yeah, it really is. I wish like one of us has of done both. I know. That was that yeah, was my yes. second thought. If anybody has done both, please reach out to us because we would love to hear yeah, your experience. Because <laughs> it is crazy that none of us have done both. Because yeah. a lot of people, I mean, I do know people that have, um, but none of us. Wow. Nope. Well, Rachel, that was interesting and i can't wait to hear about the new baby in april your experience with we do not know if it's a boy or girl she has chose not to find out so we won't know till april anybody want to throw guesses i'm girl
2: i'm gonna say team girl because we need a girl yeah i'm team girl. girl i don't really care what it is either way but i think it's a boy we do need a girl
0: in the group we have how many boys versus girls in this group? I don't know. We have Ellie Shelby, and Emma. Ellie and Emma. Six boys yeah. and two girls. That's that's crazy ridiculous. <laughs> that's so, I'm teen girl, but I do feel deep down it might be a boy. I gotta just have a gut feeling.
1: Yeah.
0: We shall see. We shall see, April. All right. Who wants to go next? We will, I guess we can get, jump to the um, other Kelly sister.
2: Yeah. Okay. So...
0: um,
2: I was listening to Rachel and I feel like there are a lot of um, similarities in our story a little bit. Um, So I as well vividly remember looking at my husband and telling him when I'm 40 weeks and miserable, don't let me be induced. And did that come back to bite me? (laughs) So I just like Rachel, you know, was going to my appointments there like at the last few weeks and every week he would check me. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So I go to my very last appointment, like no more after this. I'm like right before like 39 weeks and some days. And he checks me and I honestly think he was just being nice at this point. And he was like, I mean, I might would say you're out of one. And I was yeah. like, okay, you're <laughs> just trying to make me feel better. He was definitely just trying to make you feel better. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um so anyways okay so yes he checked me and nothing pretty much and he at this point said you know you have the option to come in tonight and be induced and I just like remember looking at Matt and crying in that room because I didn't like I wanted to experience that like moment where you're like okay my water broke like I'm in labor or like I'm having control like I wanted that to happen so bad and I looked at Matt and I was like I told you not to let me do it and he was like I know but if you want to go have this baby like we can and so anyways even my doctor could tell that we were like didn't know what to do so we decided we're not going to be induced that night but he did tell me he was like look if you don't come tonight by next week you have to come in, and he told me what day to come, and he was like, you can't go any longer than that, because I was literally past my due date at this point, and so I was like, there's still a small chance I could go into labor before that, no, <laughs> no, so I show up at the hospital when my doctor tells me to the next week, and um, I'm getting checked in and get in the room, and the girl checks me, I'm 40 weeks and four days at this point, I'm four oh, days past my due date. Lord. And the nurse checks me and she was like, yeah, you're at a one. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like it was like a joke at this point. Like literally, I I just, I just didn't even understand. So, so how long were you at a one for from when the first time you got told that? (laughs) Uh, about a week, I guess. It was about a week apart. So, um, yeah. And so I get checked in, like I said, and she, They are going to start me on Cytotec. It's like a pill you take to start contractions. And so I start that. And probably not even an hour later, the nurse comes in and she was like, okay, so we've been monitoring his heartbeat. And every time you have a contraction, his heart rate drops. So I'm going to have to give you this shot. And it's going to stop your contractions. Basically reverse the medicine they had given me. So I was like, oh my goodness. Like at this point, I'm like, crying and i'm like i'm gonna have to have a c-section like i just knew i was like this is gonna end in a c-section i just had a feeling Mm -hmm. and so that whole night i'm just laying in the bed she's like we're gonna wait until your doctor gets here in the morning to like let him decide what he wants to do so i was like oh my gosh so the whole night you know i've no sleep none (laughs) and um Finally, my doctor gets there, and he was like, let's just try Pitocin, so they start me on that, and I think they started it at 6 o'clock, and all of a sudden, Walker was like, all right, it's go time, and they gave me the medicine at 6, and he was born at 12 o'clock on the dot, no C-section, nothing crazy, I know, like, all of a sudden, he was like, let's do this, Um, but no, it was, I was, all of a sudden, like, she came and checked me, and I was at, like, three centimeters I think and she was like just let me know when you want your epidural and I was like I'm good right now like I'm great well literally probably not even 10 minutes later I was like if somebody don't give me an epidural right now I'm gonna (laughs) kill somebody like it was bad so I got my epidural and I was like Rachel but on my first like the first time they gave me that epidural I was like numb didn't feel nothing like whole body numb so thankfully I didn't have to have Like double dose or nothing like that, but I was still very numb. Um, but yeah, the delivery pretty much was smooth after that. Um, I like Rachel had to get stitched up for a hot minute. Um, (laughs) so that, but like she said, you really don't even notice it because they just gave you your new baby and you know, you're not even really worried about it at that point. So, um, yeah, that was. All right, tell us how big Walker was. He was seven pounds, nine ounces, and 20 inches long. So. I'll be having the big baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are your top three items that you
0: suggest for someone after a vaginal delivery?
2: Oh, um, okay, so I definitely have to agree with Rachel. The Freedom Mom Perry bottle, specifically the Freedom Mom one, because the one they give you in the hospital will do the job, but the Freedom Mom one, it just has that, like, angled, like, um, it's just a lot, that is terrible, but if you know, you know, like, I mean, it it is just, the Freedom Mom, periodical specifically, is, like, probably really a big thing, and then I was trying to think about this, and this is, like, something totally different, but I remember somebody telling me this, and it's, like, simple things, you know, that really help you out, so for my pushed out mamas, get a bigger trash can for your bathroom because you yeah. are changing your no. diaper, const- like your own diaper constantly. And it fills okay, up. And at most people, dip. yes, like most people have very small. And I remember going to Walmart and I was like, if there's one thing that's going to help me, I'm going to have a bigger trash can. And you're not having to tra- change your trash as much. But um, so that was one thing that I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a bigger bathroom. I trash can. that.
0: Yeah. Me neither. That's a good one, though. Um, Shout out to Walmart if you want to. <laughs> we can do an ad for you on, you know, trash cans. trash cans and trash bags. So, yeah. So, tell me a little bit about, like, after delivery. Like, you said the recovery wasn't too bad for you. Was it, were you in a lot of pain? Did you have to take any medicine? Could you move around? Were you sore?
2: So, the recovery was... Very uncomfortable, like they said, and it's just a lot of, um, you know, maintenance (laughs) for yourself. (laughs) Like, you change your baby's diaper, and then, like, just going to, like, you go change your own diaper. And, like, going to the bathroom is a whole process. Like, you have to fill up your Perry bottle and all that. Like, it's just a whole process. But, um, the one thing that I vividly remember, um, I was getting ready to leave the hospital, and I had the world's worst headache. Like, I remember looking at Matt and just being like, this is beyond like worse than a migraine, worse than anything I've ever experienced. And I just thought it was like, I mean, I just had a baby, all these like things are happening to my body. and like, I really <laughs> haven't eaten. Like just, I thought it was just a combination of everything that I had just experienced. <laughs> so I go home and take some medicine and it kind of goes away that night. And then the next day it's right back. And shout out to Rachel because she was there and I had to leave my like two day old baby with her to go to back to the hospital. I had a spinal leak. So if you got an epidural and you have a headache, right? Like a worse, it's worse than a headache. I don't even like saying a headache because I can't even explain to y'all what it was like, but go back to the hospital and tell them because I had to get stuck again and like where they had my epidural and they did a blood patch and it it was bad it was really really bad but shout out to Rachel for being there because she watched my baby literally my like two-day-old baby I had to leave and go back to the hospital so oh, that was probably the worst part of recovery honestly like worse than anything like I just can't even explain the headache but yeah other than that it was you know the basic recovery so yeah I like how you said maintenance
1: <laughs>
0: yeah that is a good word because i like that's that too. a that's
2: the perfect word
0: <laughs> yeah that's a good word all right shelby i think you're last
2: so yeah i have a little girl she's two me and rachel were the pregnant buddies we were pregnant at the exact same time oh, yeah, our due dates were like three or four days apart yeah um literally three or four days apart um and we tend to do that in this group so shout out to us because we don't do it on purpose but we love to have pregnancy buddies, I guess. Um, but yeah, um, my pregnancy, uh, I have to talk about my pregnancy a little bit because like what a defining chapter of my life that was. Um, physically, I was fine other than I was—I did have morning sickness. That was actually all day sickness for, I don't even remember how long. It was a long time. Um, but I also... Lost a family member, my sister, during that time, and I mean, just your whole world changes. Well, like your my whole world had already changed because I found out I was pregnant, and then like two months later, I lost my sister very suddenly, and then my whole world changed again. (laughs) And the result of that, I feel like, um, like uh, my physical state was never I didn't like pay much attention to it, if that makes sense. Because, like, you're just so emotional. I don't know if that makes sense. You're just, no, like, so yeah, that does make sense. Involved. Like, I never. I, I That's why I don't remember how long I was sick for. I remember it was yeah. a long time, but, like, I don't remember. You probably have um, blacked
0: out certain parts of oh gosh, your pregnancy, yeah. too, which is, you know, it. Kind of sucks in a way because that was your first, but it's your body's way yeah. of just getting I mean, through like, trauma we didn't like do that. A gender reveal, we didn't do right. any
2: of that because it was I didn't want to, you know. Oh well, <laughs> and, Shelby, you yeah. technically did do a little gender okay, reveal. Yeah, I can and talk you, about the gender. That's why I wanted. Yes, to um, I wanted to. So, I wanted
0: to just come through the phone on Shelby on this one. I'm gonna let her tell it.
2: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I found out um the day that my sister came home on hospice is the day that I got my. Uh, gender results so my doctor obviously knew everything that was going on and she called me and I knew and I was at my sister's house and I'm like oh my god she's about to tell me that she knows the gender from my blood work and she knew I wanted to know and so I I, I answer the phone and she's like hey like do you want me to tell you it's in your portal like whatever you want to do And I'm like, well, my husband's not here yet. You know, I told her everything that was going on. And I was like, I really would like him to be here. I want to find out, like, with him. Well, my whole family knew I took that phone call. And when I walked back in that house, and it just was, like, the gloomiest day ever. And everyone's looking at me like, give us some good news, girl. And I'm like, y'all, I didn't didn't find out because Jeffrey's not here yet. Like, (laughs) it's his first kid. Yeah, which is only fair. Yeah, anyways, I agree with that decision. Um, so I called Jeffrey and I'm telling I'm like, we could know, like, I don't know. She didn't tell me, but it's in the portal. And he's like, well, you have to look because he's so impatient. <laughs> and, he, and I'm like, but you're not here yet. And he's like, OK, look. And so I don't know who thought like I, this was so not a good idea in retrospect. But like, well, the, the
0: way that her were results gone. were worded to was confusing. I will give that to her.
2: Well, it was all of my blood results. Right, like, it was right. Like pages. Of, yeah, like all these chromosomal things. I remember I'm, that? Sorry. All that stuff they look at. Um, and so, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I'm like, I'm filming there. Anyways, I read the gender wrong. <laughs> Long story short, so I call. I mean, I call. I tell my whole family. I come out, and I'm like, it's a boy, and. <laughs> we have my brother has three boys and so like no one could believe it yeah we were ready for girls. knew I was gonna have a girl she even dreamed that I was gonna have a girl and so like everyone just stamped me as a girl mom you know what I mean like when people have that feeling about you yeah um and same with me it just didn't feel right but like that's what I thought I read it's not what I read but that's what I I remember when you text yeah i told so many people well no you
0: you called me when you were at terrace yeah you called me and you said it was a boy and i was like i felt weird about it too i said shelby send me your results send me the results and i started looking through her results and i was like she read this wrong
2: well i sent you the screenshot of right. read, and it said like what is the chromosome that boys have y or x it's XY. <laughs> x y okay so it said like y chromosome whatever 99.9 percent.
0: so was it was so point. hard to read that was of yeah.
2: uh, the result of some other test not even the anyways. right yeah so um yeah i told i mean i told my family i told cl- i told y'all like close friends i had not like announced anything or anything like that but um anyways so we leave my sisters and um we get home and the whole time I'm like I was real mad it was a boy because you I probably just felt
0: him. weird like well this it felt weird right, but yeah.
2: I wanted to name my baby after Tara and I yeah. could not think of a good boy name <laughs> <laughs> and I was like no like it's n- nothing about it yeah nothing about it felt right and so Jeffrey was like give me the phone and I'm like No, like it. That's what it said, Jeffrey. Like you saw, and he's like, "Give me the phone." And so, I mean, it's like 10:30 at night. It's late, um and he's scrolling through. And like, I just will never in my life forget the look on his face when he goes, "Where did you see the word boy?" And I'm like, "Well, I didn't." (laughs) It said like whatever. X Y chromosome. And the look he said, "It's a girl." And I'm like, "When I tell you, I like." Died in that moment. I was like, "What?" I was so happy. Like, I don't know. I felt validated. <laughs> like, I felt like I'm not crazy. I knew it. Um, but yeah, he was like, "It says," and then it y'all, plain as day in bold print. It was like consistent with female. Um,
0: you just didn't scroll far enough, just, Shelby. It's okay.
2: I probably scrolled right past it. To be yeah. honest, I was like, but I remember being in that room, like shaking. It was way too. It was an awful idea. I don't know why we did it that way. Anyways, um, in retrospect, but. Yeah, so I did get the gender wrong, but I did have a girl, and I still on my Snapchat, <laughs> on my memories, I have a picture of, like, the blue sky, and I'm like, I have It's a Boy written on it. And then oh, I wow. I did another one, and I said, never mind, it's a girl. And oh. I still have both of those saved on my phone, on my Snapchat. There. Oh, my gosh. So, just funny little memories, I guess. Anyways, yeah, so everything was fine, though, with my pregnancy, physically. Um, but, so I live on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and Ida came through which was a pretty big one. I don't know if y'all remember. And, um, everyone at work, it was like a Friday at work. Uh, the hurricane like kind of was scheduled to come through the weekend and everyone at work was like the barometric pressure is going to send you into labor. Don't go into labor. And I'm like 36 weeks. So I'm like not ready. Like I, in my mind, I got a month left, you know, um, and I guess still August and I'm due at the end of September. And I'm like, y'all quit telling me that I'm getting nervous. Um, And, I, you know, we can call it Ida and we call it whatever, but that Tuesday I had my appointment, my 36-week checkup, and my doctor was like, I'm just going to check and see if you're dilated. You're probably not, whatever. And she was down there a while, and I just knew. I'm like, something's up. (laughs) And she comes up, and she's like, you're four centimeters dilated. And I was like, excuse me? And she couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And then like enrolled the questions. It was crazy. She checked like a few times because she was like, I'm just going to be sure. I'm just going to be sure. Um, but yeah, I labored. I'm like, Rachel, I had no, I had no idea. I didn't feel like I was in labor at all. Um, I just thought it was normal, you know, pregnancy pains. And I remember I asked her, I'm like, so do I go to work tomorrow? Like, what do I do? <laughs> and um, she was like, well, that's your call. And anyways, we ended up, because a lot of people had were, the traffic was way, way, way bad um, because of the hurricane and evacuees were, you know, going back home and you know, there was just bad traffic. And the hospital was already like 40 minutes from our house. And I was like, we are getting to that hospital because I am not having a baby in the car stuck in traffic. And that was like my worst fear. And I don't know why, so irrational. But um here's what my friends really like to roast me about is that, <laughs> We had no bags packed. <laughs> we had, um, literally no car seat. <laughs> we had nothing. And so, um, we, I go home, I call Jeffrey, I'm like, we gotta go, and we're just like packing bags, whatever. Um, and we go to the hospital now they gave me like the steroid shot, you know, for, for her, for the baby. Cause cause they were like, well, she's kind of early still. And like her lover word about her lungs. She was measuring like a little bit ahead, but not a lot. So we didn't know like if she was going to be really small. So they gave me the steroid shot. And then when I got to the hospital, they admitted me and they did everything they could to slow down my labor because they wanted me to wait 24 hours to get the second steroid shot. And, um, so I know they gave me I can't remember all the details. I know they gave me some medicine to kind of slow me down um, and then they ended up giving me an epidural pretty i say pretty early, I mean, I was probably five centimeters at that point, um, but they did it and ho- apparently an epidural will slow down your labor like naturally, and so that's why they did it, and it did work. I ended up having her that Wednesday around like three four o'clock um and it was fine. I mean, and I'm like, Rachel, like they tell you you're doing a great job. They told me, oh, you like, they're like, you push for 30 minutes. That's great on your first kid. I'm like, is it? Because it was awful. Um, The contractions hurt. My epidural wore off by the time it was like game time. And it was too late to like get more meds. So it was painful and it was not a fun time. But when they throw that baby up on you, and leave them there for. I mean, they left Ellie on me for like an hour, um, and they stitched me up. And you know, you don't like Morgan said you have no, like I had no idea I was getting stitched up until she like said it, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, everything like once we got to the hospital, everything was good. Um, the experience was really great. I thought you know the it, it was fine. Um, other than just. It's always scary when you have no idea what to expect, which was, I mean, every first time mom, Um, but yeah. And we did name her after my sister. She, they had the same middle name, Ellie Roche. So, and that worked out perfect because there was no boy name that I could come up with (laughs) for that. So, Um, but yeah, that's the story, I guess. And I'm really thankful that how easy yeah, you know, I'm not going to say easy, but how smooth everything went with delivery and stuff. So, yeah, that I feel very blessed about that.
0: Absolutely. Um, What would you say your top three items for vaginal delivery are?
2: I, you know, I don't know if I'm the person to ask, because when I tell you, I just <laughs> threw stuff in a bag. Um, I didn't have time to think about it. Oh, my gosh. So, um, I mean, I knew I was going to nurse. That's true. Too, you so probably was, didn't
0: have anything.
2: No, I mean, I was at that point. Frantic and just throwing stuff in a bag. Um, but I will you probably have some thought, measuring cups up in that bag. <laughs> I probably did. I probably had like a cheese grater, whatever, <laughs> it's like a ladle, just a gallon of
0: milk, loaf <laughs> <laughs> <Life> of bread.
2: <laughs> no, um, I thought I was thinking more about like breastfeeding. I wanted to be prepared for that. So like I. I loved my gowns. I got off Amazon. Oh, the, yeah. like, nursing gowns with the zippers. loved those. I lived in those my whole maternity um time. I didn't know about the Perry bottle. I just used the hospital one, and now I'm really feeling like I missed out. Oh well, <laughs>
0: now you know to buy the frida one yeah, that they I'm pretty suggested' pretty we'll
2: be doing that oh, um the diapers hundred percent um <laughs> go ahead and get you some underwear for after the diaper phase that's hot that high waisted. oh yes um the best. Yeah, I mean, I really was more so worried about like, did I have the pump and did I have everything yeah. needed, and I was more worried about that um than me than my stuff, I guess. But I will say, you you will have everything at the hospital that you need for yourself. From someone who just threw stuff in a bag, I can <laughs> confidently tell you, like, your hospital will take care of you, and they're going to charge you for that stuff regardless. Exactly. So just take um, it. Yeah, I had everything I needed. So. I mean,
0: I took, I'm not going to lie, I took a few rolls of toilet paper because we were oh, in a I pandemic, took everything, so like, I, I, I took I, all of, yeah, I, just took
2: it. I was taking their uh, spoons and ladles and everything <laughs> when I left because I knew they were going to charge me for it. <laughs> <laughs> might as well. <laughs> you might as well. <laughs> oh, yes.
0: Yes, I love um, it. Wow, these, i this has been really, really interesting for me. How do you feel about it, Summer? Because I know you've been kind of over here smirking.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, there was things I had no idea that, you know, moms had to go through, but good job, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, y'all are heroes because I didn't know about a lot of this stuff either. Hey,
2: y'all are too. Y'all had major surgery and then had to take care of babies. Yeah. Like what? Babies right. that waive the amount that you're allowed to pick up.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, okay,
1: and the, so when you have a C-section and you're not supposed to pick, like up over a certain weight but you have another kid.
0: Oh yeah, that and was that's a up. good question, Rachel. Yeah, that was uh that was really hard cuz my son was two um or had just turned 3 when I had my second and yeah, you can't pick him up so that was extremely difficult. And if anybody is a coach's wife, you will understand. I had my second son in the middle of playoff season. So my help was very limited. So my mom, bless her heart, stayed with me for about two weeks and she dealt with my toddler for me. But yeah, that was really, really hard to navigate. And I probably did a lot more than I should have with him. And you just pay for it the next day. I was about
2: to say I feel like you just do it because there's no way to avoid it yeah
0: but that's another reason why like those bobby pillows come in clutch a lot to help with just that soreness and the abs and stuff but yeah that's a really good question. Okay, guys, that concludes our birth story series part one and two. We want to say thank you so much for tuning in and listening with us. Remember, if you're not following us already, follow us at PoolMomClub.podcast. And thank you guys so much for being here with us. And we can't wait to see you for episode three. Thanks.